My mom threw the video away. She threw it away? She didn't know what it was, and she was cleaning out my room. But why would you just throw why would you throw a videotape away? It's not like that's a wide up piece of paper. Well, uh, to some people nowadays, since VHSs are kind of history, they just... But I mean, this would have been back when you still would have had a VCR, right, Dragonian? Oh, I had a VCR. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's... Something that really depressed me the other day is while I was waiting for my laundry to get done the laundromat, I went down to the, like the little thrift store over here, and they have like the like you know like the DVD and book section in the back, and yeah. I saw VHS of the Matrix for fifty cents, and it made me feel old. <laughs> I remember the, the the biggest VHS related, I guess dra- trauma I had as a kid. Uh, I remember. Do you, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the, of the game show Funhouse. Uh, it was a kids game show from from Fox, uh, and I think it only ran for about two or three years. The, the host was JD Roths or JD Roth, JD Ross, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. But basically, it was a kind of like a. Uh, you guys know the Guts show from yes. or, the show or, or Legends of the Hidden Fox. Temple. Uh, I mean, it's basically like a like a competition game show with uh, have the kids having to climb around and stuff, and and, and also there was some trivia, I think. But I really loved the show for whatever reason as a kid, and I had recorded a bunch of episodes on VHS. And then at one point, I came back came to watch that tape, and my dad had recorded a TV movie about Pistol Pete over it, about Pete Maravich, uh, over it, and I just was devastated, Aww. even though it was a dumb kids show that. Honestly, I there's no real reason I would need to watch those again. I just it was it was my my, my episodes of Funhouse, and I think that was after Funhouse had also like gone off the air, so it was really the only uh, you know record, only way I could watch it. Oh my gosh! Back in the day, um, only kids game that was ever worth watching was Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. Yes. Legends of the Hidden Temple is definitely the best of, uh-huh. of any kids game show. Now I wouldn't say uh, it's the only the one worth watching. <laughs> Uh, guts. The, guts was pretty cool. Gosh. Uh, have you guys? Have you guys? Mount Crag Thor. What was that? Have you guys watched America American Ninja Warrior at all? Oh, it's. I so have. Good. I'm not a fan of it. It's so good. Um, but like, speaking of random shows, it's not a game show, but back in uh, back in the early days of my childhood and this day, currently, this right now, <laughs> where this where this spotty cat sits. One of my favorite VHS tapes of all time is um, The Marvelous Musical Mansion by, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the studio, but it's, it's this really, I watch it now and it's cheesy, but it's, it's still, it's got the nostalgic factor, so I can't, when I watch it, I watch it minimum three times in a row. It's so good. It's called The Marvelous Musical Mansion. I need to see if that's on Netflix, because if that's on Netflix, I'll just watch it like five times tonight after this. So. I, I don't understand. I don't think they would put shows like that on Netflix. Well, Although at the same time, there was—I don't think it's on anymore—but there used to be <laughs> on cable. Uh, Nickelodeon would have their 
channel that was, uh, I think it was GAS, like Games Action Sports or something oh, like that. Game shows? Yeah, it, it ran all the game shows from like the 90s, like not even current game shows. It was uh, it was 10 years after the fact and it was... These just... What was the name That's... of one where the whole thing was just like a bunch of like like 16-bit video games played with a green screen where they have the kid like run into the room that. and make it look like he's playing a video game? What was that? I don't remember. I don't know that at all. I think I remember. Yeah, I think I I remember. Let's see. It was like Nickelodeon Arcade or something. That? Yeah, maybe. Nickelodeon. Wait, no. It probably was. It probably was Nickelodeon Arcade or something. There is something called Nickelodeon Arcade. Nick Nick Arcade. Yeah, Yeah, American Children's Game Show created by Kings Island. At Kings Island, like back when Kings Island and Nickelodeon had their kind of thing going on, there was the Nick Arcade or something similar to it there, and it was awesome. And I remember that because when you said Nickelodeon Arcade, I'm like, that sound that sounds really familiar. Oh hey, it's a Kings Island! Yay! Well, of course we couldn't talk about you know kids game shows without mentioning Double Dare. Yeah, Double Dare. That, that's kind of like the papa of them all. Yeah. Double Dare, Double Dare 2000, Family Double Dare. Slime. Slime is also a game show, I believe. Raise your hand if you used to own Nickelodeon Gak. I did. I Gak, and then there was a what was the that came after? There was like a sequel to Gak. It was, like foam or floam or something like that. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, it was not nearly as cool as Gak. Close. Uh. And you know, I actually knew someone that had it. It would leave like this weird, like sticky colored residue on everything it touched. It kind of <laughs> put it on your wall. It would like yeah. stick your wall permanently. Gak was kind of the thing that kind of seemed like you know, if you basically stretch Armstrong's blood. <laughs> That, that if you broke oh open gosh, a stretch off song. Yeah. <laughs> actually seemed like Monster Blood. Second yes, week in a row I've mentioned blood. Stretch Armstrong. Oh, I have the collector's God. edition of the first three books of Monster Blood. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh, you mean the, the Goosebumps? Yes. There, the, there's one with the cover of who's the giant boy stomping a playground. Yeah. Blood 3. Yes. Wait, that was 3? Oh, yeah, that was 3. Okay, yeah, the first one was... Collector's edition, yeah. hardback bound <laughs> book. Oh my... Barnes and Noble one day, and I had to buy it. And then there was uh, the Purple Peanut Butter. That was another Goosebumps book, right? I have that one too. Purple Peanut Butter. Where basically Attack of the Purple Peanut Butter. Yeah. (laughs) And then there was the like the peanut butter. I think the peanut butter made you shrink, and there was a cake that made you grow. Right. Yes. I want cake. I love cake. I love cake. And that was one that was a like a choose your own adventure style to give yourself goosebumps. Well, you, could you know, kinda... that should be a topic in the future. Macro and micro and books. Yay! Well, we, yeah, I mean, we, that's... We do have a writer in here. We have two writers in here. Well, technically three, because I, I dabble in it, too. Yeah. You're not, oh, you're not, part, of, you're not part of the community, which is what we're going to be talking about next week on... By the way, I'm recording. <laughs> what we're going to be talking <laughs> about next week on, uh, on the episode. Awesome. Uh, recording? Oh, God, no, everyone's yes. going to hear me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone, it's it's uh, Monday, uh, September, or no, October 7th, uh, 2013. Day it is. And <laughs> you, if it hasn't been obvious for the last 10 minutes or whatever, you've been listening to the Size Matters uh, interlude between our two podcasts, episode just, eight you know, and a half. We just, we just stomp around the world and cause the flow of time. To fluctuate in various <laughs> various speeds. So, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sorry, Dagonian. I didn't mean to like to, to, to secretly be recording or anything like, like that. Oh gosh! Oh. But I, I just we were talking about all that stuff, and I'm like, this, we, we're wasting things that could be awesome for the podcast. So well, just might okay. as well put that in there. Tricked and duped for the last time. So I'm Bashir. 
don't even and... know what that means, and I agree with you. <laughs> so I'm Kwame Bashir, your host, and joining me is Kenson Shimobe. And then also joining us is Dragonian. Do you have don't. a last name, Dragonian? Don't. I do, it's but big. I need to change oh. it. It's Hitsume. Hitsume. Dragonian Hitsume. Dragonian Hitsume. Welcome. I was one of those kids that was really dumb, and I had a Legolas last name where I named myself Fireclaw, and then I realized, wait, that's a really dumb name. So instead of thinking of a better name, I did the other kid thing, and I just Googled how to say it in a different language. It's <laughs> Japanese for Fireclaw. Hitsume! <laughs> Oh, that's that's I awesome. I like it though. In a well, way, that's, that's actually original. And and that's kind of what you did with Kinson, right? Kinson Shimobe. Well, yeah, it's a humble servant in traditional yeah. Japanese, but yeah. the way that came about wasn't me. So, oh, okay, well, that's a story. So, but um, so yeah, for basically the past few minutes, we've just been talking about uh, our childhoods. Yeah, game shows on Nickelodeon and then Goosebumps. Oh my gosh! All the feels. And and, and I should I guess explain uh, Dragonian's presence here. You know, I guess yeah, you, we've talked about him for every episode since the yeah. second one. What, did you write in right after the first one, Dragonian? Yes, I did. Okay, so I'm pretty right. sure we would have talked to you about on the, pretty much every episode since then. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dragonian Matters. Yes, exactly. Show now. We, we've given in. We've we've you know we've let we decided that instead of having him actually write and and You're have to just mention his emails every <laughs> single week, might as well at least have him on and uh, and and see uh, you know how that goes. So please give a big warm welcome to our third member of Size Matters, Dragonian Hitsume. I think they just got sick of reading. Hey. <laughs> you know when you talk over each other like that, I, I cannot hear what either of you are saying. Right. Zach! Yeah. Safety! Zach? Oh, no, it's not a safety. You're Sorry. still watching football. <laughs> yes, I, I watch sports when these things are on because the, I need something my, for my eyes to look at. Right, I, I got refuse you. to watch sports until they openly admit that they're nothing more than modern-day Coliseum battles. Oh, that's hey. basically it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Except hey, that hey. no one, di- no one dies. No, they just get concussions now and then get paid even more money for that. Yeah, but <laughs> at, least, at least, at least, at least, most of the sports are trying to work with getting the concussions to, uh, you know, be to be not quite as much. I want to get. I want to get all of us drawn. Uh, in ancient Roman Colosseum battle armor and going up, uh, like, basically the size of the Colosseum or bigger and, like, just fighting around it or something. Wait, that better was- idea. Back in the day, Colosseum fighters used to fight lions, me, and I can't remember his name because he changes it every time I talk to him. The panda, he's a panda today, I guess, fighting a giant Kenson. Wait. Wait our lion. Like a, like a, What? Panda. Back in the day in the Colosseum, like they. No, were... no, no! I'm trying to figure out who the character you're talking about is. You. Oh. Me. Got like four characters, never time. <laughs> you use a different one, or you're using a different name, so I can never keep track of it, and you keep getting mad at me because I use the wrong name. Well, I. Hey. It. <laughs> I uh, I had to say that. That's why I've never really made more than like. Well, I'm me, so I can't have another character. But oh, yeah. I do have a Sporka character. I haven't even gotten any art with him yet, though. You know, it it, it says in Skype 
the name that I go by, and and also I said it at the beginning of the show at least twice, and Poor I said it at every question. show at least you know two or three times. And you also introduced yourself as Talon to me, and that's what your FA is. I that's it's just an old. I've never introduced myself as Talon to you. It's just my old FA name. You're still Talon to me though, but that's our thing. <laughs> I'm still just gonna call him Bill. Bill. It's just that you know I, when I when I decided to you know just go to. To switch for Sonos, I didn't want to have to go and create a whole new account. I thought about it, and right. I actually do think I did create uh, user accounts on FA and Twitter with with Quandary, and I still have them. But it's too much of a hassle to, to have people switch over and also to switch over the art myself. Right, and I'm actually now going on FA to find this page because I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> to find what page? The Quandary page? Quant- yeah. There's nothing no, no. there. There's literally, I think. I don't care. I'm watching it anyway. It's a ruse. <laughs> yeah, it just has the icon that is uh, the one that what's his face uh, the, 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 the a... deer puff. Uh, oh, oh, flamethrower did for me. Okay, no, it's not it... the icon. It's a cropped version of that. What was that? Is it user quandary? Yeah, user slash quandary. Got it. Watch. Bing. I'm watching a user page. Yeah. Bill. Bill. <laughs> oh, I prob- there probably uh, is a user. bill. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's... Bill is a user? I'm I do think I've actually heard of a... No, that's not that. No, his name's just Bill. He joined in 2006. <laughs> well, think about that. There's probably... If you type in any four letters after user, there's probably a user of that name, considering how long Fur Affinity's been around. Fur Affinity right. slash user slash any four letters. Well, that, nah. Gosh. I proved you wrong. <laughs> okay, well, let's try... Forward slash user forward slash Nick. There is a user ABCD. There is a Nick. ABCD? Is it really? Yeah. Are you guys ready for me to blow your mind? Oh gosh. Now there listen is. very carefully. <laughs> and then the end of the shout, so sorry, go ahead. What if I told you that the alphabet song is actually Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? I don't then, believe you. Then I would have said I heard that like fifteen <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I love it how like the user on FA ABCD and the shouts someone put H I J K <laughs> like E F G and then H I J K I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> and there's actually a user that is A B C D E F G H I J K elemental P Q R S T U V W X Y Z is there really yes doesn't have any watchers has three shouts I want to make the user that's all his name is is just the first twenty places of pi you are. Can S- you have can you have numbers in a user? I, guess, yeah. I mean, think so. I mean, all... I see people with numbers. So there, just... there is. Oh my gosh! What? <laughs> <laughs> this is so amusing. The user QWERTY. So are we just recording ourselves like randomly looking at usernames now? <laughs> yes, that's the theme of this. Welcome. Oh wait! Oh wait! I'm supposed to be the one who is supposed to guide us and 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 try to actually keep us on topic. Whoever made that decision was made a really bad mistake. Wait, what happened? Uh, I'm saying that I'm supposed to be the one that that keeps us on topic, you know, as the as the the host, as the responsible one. Especially oh. this having Dragoni not here is gonna make my job like three times as hard now. I don't know you. So uh, what are we? So the interlude here. We asked people questions then last week, uh, or a question, I should say. And that question was, you know, about having a if in addition to sh- uh, size change, growth, or shrinking. If you could pair another kind of transformation along with it, what would you pick and why? What would be paired best with constant, or, or would pair best with or contrast with growth or shrinking? Uh, 
uh, we did get a couple of responses, or, or one response, maybe, maybe two. Uh, and and actually, Dragonian didn't send in a response. Interesting. Well, I figured since you were going to drag me on here, I might as well not even bother sending in an email. Well, well we it, were going to. It's the we first four letters of your name. And we didn't necessarily know if we were going to drag you on for this episode or not. Uh, drag on. Dragonian. But, uh, anywho, the, uh, Dragonian, do you have an answer for that, of, of what you would It's not quite, like, another type of growth, it's more like a way that it happens, but I know, especially, like, Guilty Drake, if either you know who he is, he's really into, like, uneven growth, like, like, one arm will, Mm -hmm. like, grow faster than the other one, and then the rest of the body catches up, or, like, the face will, like, triple in size, and then your body has to, like, puff up to match. That's or you suddenly have paws yeah. that are, you know, as big as the rest of your body, and then yes, you yeah. that way. Ultimately, the size evens out, but like he's really interested in like it being uneven during the growth process, right? Or the shrinking process, and that's actually really cartoony because I think of uh, the ugh, it's something. There's an episode. What's it called? Help me out. It's something canary, like uh, the king size canary. King size king canary, size yeah. canary. Yeah, where he grows, I believe, and it's just it's all disproportionated until he gets huge. Are you old enough to know what that is? Yes, yes, I am. Are Are, are you old enough? Isn't that like before well, both of our times? Well, the thing is, it's it's uh it's Looney Tunes, right? Yeah, I think it's like, like from the ones. '60s, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. it used to come on all the time on the Tex Avery show when I was a kid. Oh well, my those gosh, things Tex are still, Avery. You know, those things are still around. I mean, yeah. You know, that if, if you saw it, there'd be a good chance that someone 10 years younger than you or well, five years younger than I'm you. Actually, been on for 15 years. I'm, I'm very, very thankful for my uh, for my parents because while they are just now getting completely used to the fact that I'm a furry and everything, they used to show me cartoons that they watched and everything, which actually helped me become this, I guess. I don't know. I think I've been a furry my entire life, but it's just it's helped. King the, size. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, it's okay, but like like King Size Canary and then Looney Tunes and then Scooby-Doo. Um, I was talking about uh, Rip Roar Rex actually posted something yesterday. Uh, he drew Scooby huge. Like he drew a macro of Scooby. And I posted, I commented and I said, oh my gosh, this reminds me of that episode, uh, A Scary Night with a Snow Beast Fright, back when there's this 50-foot tall uh, Snow Beast dinosaur and Scooby falls in one of his paw prints, freaks out, runs past the gang, and then makes his paw somehow grow, and then boofs it down in the snow, and then it shrinks again. And then Shaggy's like, "Soinks you? You mean you saw a giant paw print?" I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> King Size Canaries from 1947. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. It's older that than was... my. It's older than my parents. That's <laughs> older than uh, yeah. My my yeah. My papa. Like like my my grandparents would have been kids to to see that if if yeah. they wasn't probably i'm guessing they probably didn't see it then in rural kentucky but yeah, if they if they did go to theaters they might have seen it they made a big thing to advertise that it was in technicolor yeah <laughs> well i mean you yeah. know cartoons from the 30s were in technicolor the the uh band concert by disney and you know a bunch of disney stuff in the 30s was was technicolor that just made me think when i was at uh cedar point uh like this year earlier, there's this hotel that we drove by that still had like a really, really, really old sign. And this just goes to show you that Sandusky's still got a lot of outdated things. And it's just, it said, uh, hotel rooms now with Technicolor. <laughs> See, that, that's almost, I would almost think that would be intentionally uh, yes. out of date. It's just, I know, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm driving by, I'm like, what? Because <laughs> it was like it was now in Technicolor TV. I'm like, 
Nostalgia. I know, because, I mean, Technicolor. That's <laughs> for a hotel. It's just like either that's a really, really low budget hotel or they just, they, they relish and nostalgia and things of the past. I would guess it's the latter. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dragonian, who was the artist you said that uh, was really, you really liked or had the uneven size change? I, I, I forgot the name that you said. Guilty drink. Um, I've been in a jet. He's also the one that runs that uh, YouTube channel that he, like, posts a bunch of, like, growth links to. Yes. Uh, I used to do it, but I kept, like, you know, ha- not finding time to be able to do it, and I didn't like doing it on YouTube, so I ended up just helping him expand his, like, thing as well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and subscribe to him, since I don't think I am. You know, because apparently I have to stick my fingers in everything macro and micro. <laughs> I've seen the one. Oh, my gosh. Tough Puppy has an episode. That's right. Where, uh, um, oh, what's Wow, I don't watch that show enough. Because I actually um, have a few more clips I have to send him that I recently found, but I just haven't had a time to send them to him. Yeah, Growth with Guilty. Yep, that's his That's his YouTube page. I know it well. I know it very well. And most of these I've actually already seen. Yeah, so. a, lot, a lot of his older stuff is the stuff that I gave to him. Yes. Um, most, of the, most of the newer stuff he found on his own. Pretty uh, much if it's in a foreign language, he found it, because, you know, yeah. I don't... I don't deal with that crap. <laughs> right. Do you know who you guys know who Tim Tim Dan is, right? He hasn't posted anything in forever. Isn't that his... the one we kind of talked we got some of the stuff from talking about the cartoons? Oh, that links guy. Yeah. On yes. YouTube. Yeah. Tim Dan uh his his uh most recent upload was 3 years ago or something. But his YouTube channel was actually one of the first places that I actually found uh growth videos and everything back when I was a lurker. I'm like, "Ooh, this is cool. And so Dragonia. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I was just. There's a couple other subscriptions that I have uh, of people that I could link and things. Well, I'm figuring you probably don't know what this is, so check out Shadow Lord Inc. It'll have hundreds of clips of growth stuff. It's just usually the clips aren't very good quality. <laughs> ah, okay. You'll so find just about every show that's ever had a growth scene in it. Cool. There's something also called a uh, warmfoot.com or something, but you need like in order to get uh in order to become a member, you have to message him on YouTube or something and then he has to create your account because the the SQL of the site doesn't allow uh users to register or something. He's trying to figure it out. Ironically, one of the things that uh made Shadow Org Inc go offline for a long time is Tim Dant. Because him and a bunch of other people used to steal the clips off Shadow Lord Inc. and post them themselves about getting Oh, no it. way! So he was, oh. uh, was like, you know what? Screw it! Taking the site down! And then he decided to move back. Mm-hmm. So, Dragonian, one of the things I just came across that I'd, I'd seen before, and when, when looking at Guilty Drake's <laughs> uh, profile, I, I saw uh, Lamplight Labs. Yes. And I, I just, I, I'm wanting to know a little bit more about that. I've talked with Drake or Rex about it a bit. Uh, what what what's all in that? What what, what is that about? It it was kind of it's kind of hard to explain. It was kind of like a like a role playing setting, except there really wasn't much role playing done. Mm-hmm. It was kind of more of just like a place where, like a setting that people could do like art and stories and stuff too. Okay. And it kind of had like a like a theme to it, you know. Um. So it was kind of like a weird flotation between like a setting for art and a role playing setting. And, like, just a community of, like, like-minded people. 
but it kind of like died down pretty quickly, at least after I started. Um, yeah, I see there's not been a, down right there. there's not been really any updates on there in about a year on their page. Yeah. Oh, Once again, finger in everything. So what do you want from me? <laughs> well, speaking of your, what? Well, no, wait, we we need to. Can't it be toes? Why does it have to be fingers? Fine, it could be toes just for cancer. Ah, okay. So we did get an email in from uh, Sylvan uh, as well, answering the question. <gasps> yes! Friend of the show. Love you, uh, Sylvan! I can't wait to see you. I what he's going to say. <laughs> so let me go ahead and read that. Here it is. Good day, my giant podcaster friends. Your question to your listeners was, in addition to size change, worth or shrinking, if you could pair another kind of transformation along with it, what would you pick and why? What would best pair with, with or contrast with growth or shrinking? Obviously, both weight gain and inflation seem to work with shrinking and growth for the same reason that hyper works. The end result is that while overall size changes, you get a disproportionate change in one area, sexuality, sexually shape, etc. But what is more interesting, and usually more family-friendly, would be combining general transformation with growth and shrinking. Werewolves who grow bigger when they change only make the bestial nature of the creatures magnified. <laughs> Similarly, a transformation into a similar animal anthro combined with shrinking only serves to heighten those animal aspects. Yes. Consider a person shrinking to a mouse size while becoming a mouse anthro. Mm -hmm. In this case, the size of a regular mouse is very much an aspect of what we think, when, think of when we think mouse. Therefore, shrinking in the middle of the transformation only serves to make the person more of a mouse character. Werewolves are brutal power incarnate, slavering ravenous beasts. Making them grow during a change serves to highlight that. Yes. Yours, Sylvan. It's like a double underline, like a highlight, like a <laughs> It's just the size makes it... The size matters! Ha! Win! Okay, we're done. We can retire now. <laughs> so, yeah, I, th I think that's that's definitely prominent uh that's that's one of those subconscious things like for people who aren't like really macrophiles it still works though because it's a subconscious thing the size is is the size is a conscious uh of course a conscious observation but then there's a subconscious level of wow there's so much more power there it's not instantly seen as a conscious it is and it's not i guess because when you see the size Depending on what the character is, whether it's contrasted or going with it, it can help aid in the uh, the idea behind it, or it could take away from it. It's so. like one of those things that, like you guys were talking about a few episodes back, when we were talking about like the whole mental aspects behind macrophilia and things like that. Yes. Size is like one of the most like instinctual and primal concepts of power. So, yep. like you see something becoming bigger, automatically your like your basic primal instincts are saying that thing's stronger. Like Gongan Wizen. Yeah. Azeroth the Defector! Azeroth the Defiler! You do not belong to this world! Calm down and we'll have to get the spray bottle. <laughs> Die! <laughs> Uber poke. Gosh. Yeah. Still love that game. Oh. I kind of want them to make another one. in my house right now. What was that? I kind of want them to make another one. I don't know what it would be about, but... Well, they, they made... You didn't play the DLC, right? Because like the DLC no, apparently was cr even crazier than anything in the the main game. I think game. I'm just gonna have to watch a less play of it because I, yeah, I, I mean maybe. it is for the 360, but in order to get to that point again, I'll have to play the entire game through, which isn't a bad thing. But time. Maybe I should do a panda play of it. Oh my gosh! Yes. Well, I can't. The panda play of War of the Monsters for the PS2. I was amazed that you guys mentioned that. The other I don't have a PS2. Yeah, I do, but uh, when it comes to PS2 games, I was. I was still shelled. I wasn't. I wasn't 
comfy at all in the fact that I loved all things big and stompy. It was one of those really secret things to me. So I never really owned anything that could tip off my parents or my brother or whatever. So when it comes to games like that, the only couple games that I had that had macro micro stuff was like Donkey Kong 64 for the N64, Banjo-Tooie, um, and then Godzilla Save the Earth. But that was pretty much it. It was basically a fighting game like Godzilla in those, except it wasn't like a 2D side-scrolling one. It was a three-dimensional one. And it was more like like all the old-school B-movie monsters. Like, there was the giant lizard, and there was the, the giant ape. But then there's also, like, the giant stone tiki monster. And, the, and it wasn't... And especially for its time, like, you destroyed buildings, like, while you were fighting... And the technology for it, again, for the time, was absolutely amazing. It reminds me of uh, what what Rareware did. They, like, with Donkey Kong 64, because there was things in that game that Rareware did to push the technology level. So much so that there was actually a lot of holes in the game. Like, when you were Chunky Kong and stomping around, you could run through walls and stuff, if you did it right. Isn't that the uh, uh, kind of the same thing that's going to be happening with Kaiju Combat? Or whatever yes. they call it now, whatever the term name. I know they had to change the name. But. I can't wait for that. Oh. Did they win their lawsuit? I haven't heard anything. I think they that. just came to an agreement. Wait, um, there was a lawsuit? I yeah, uh, the was it Wizards of the Coast that was suing them? or? It, yeah, it was Wizards of the Coast over that stupid card, card game Kaijudo, and they were trying to say that they had a, a trademark on the word Kaiju. Kaiju. What? From a different language, it means monster. That'd be like saying, I'm going to trademark the word cookie in China. Because that just that just reminded me of something. Oh my gosh, that just reminded me of something. I saw one time, like there was a picture of a uh, an Asian girl who had the word in English "love" tattooed on her arm, and there was like, guys, it's officially happened. Someone, someone, a Japanese person has an English word tattooed on their arm. Could you see people in America have Japanese words tattooed on their arm? It's opposite. That just made me think of that. <sighs> I think it's now called Colossal Kaiju Combat, which I don't know why that makes it better, but hmm. they still they still use both terms. So on their know. on this on their wiki, there's probably they just have like a big room full of lawyers that just go after anyone that does the most arbitrary <laughs> thing for them. <laughs> and it's sad because you know Wizards of the Coast is such a you know a company that in the geek culture is so revered it's you know it's definitely something that doesn't seem like a company like that would be doing something that stupid or that no they're pretenders to the throne the real king here is gary gygax guy that made D. say what yeah i mean they they yeah yeah wizard of the coast is is the the company that owns that that they started magic and they bought the rights for Ah. D. Okay, so it shows how uh, my youth and natural derpy obliviousness shows. I didn't know what Wizards of the Coast was. They, I just Googled them, though, and they're responsible for all the card games, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, basically card games. I, I just Gathering, didn't know the Pokemon trading card published by them, uh, yeah. and then Dungeons & Dragons. They, they own the rights for that now. Yeah, I didn't know what the entity behind uh, those card games was named, but now I do. Yay! The more you know... Oh, I didn't know they were owned by Hasbro. That may explain things then. Yeah. Hasbro LLC. Oh, God. That's... Every time I think of Hasbro, I think of... Uh, um, oh. There was a game for the PC. Uh, 
Tonka oh, no. Truckers or something I used to play when I was really little. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say, I was an atomic mutant. When I was a young cheetah. When he was a young cheetah. Henson, what is best in life? What is best in life? Big paws and stumps. <laughs> so we did also get uh, some people uh, tweet in to us. I'm trying to think if any of us actually have the answer to the questions. <laughs> it's okay if they didn't. Uh, Adrian Moore uh, at Misty Crom on uh, oh gosh uh, on <laughs> Twitter. He did say this is not an answer to the question, but the more I listen to this episode, the more I'm reminded kids are bad news for micros. Kids love balloons too. Uh, oh gosh! Did oh, we yeah. talk about balloons last week? Yeah, because of the mall. Remember, we were saying the most. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> but like, you just said Adrian Moore, and I'm like, oh gosh, that's right, because. <laughs> My Skorka is Adrian Moore. And I thought for half a second, I'm like, wait, my character is... Oh. That, oh, sorry. Mr. Crown. I'm still <laughs> saying, like, if micros are going to exist in real life, the first piece of technology they're going to have to invent is to give them all panic buttons because so many times <laughs> they're going to get in trouble or get kidnapped or something. They're, they're going to go off so <laughs> many times, though. Like the same thing like old people have when they have, like, a heart attack, that little panic button around their necks. Micros all have to have those. Oh. Well, I, I kind of think... Um, that well would be an awesome idea if like they're taken somewhere. But there's also an idea. Um, do you guys know who? <clears throat> excuse me. Do you guys know who Ahastar is? Ahastar, I think that's how you say his name. Oh, you know, the little raptor that always gets stepped on. Yes, he's so yes. cute. I I want to meet him. He's uh he's in the UK along with Diablo. Uh, but him and Diablo are like best friends. Um, but on Lava Dome Five, uh, they pretty much stomp around there all the time. And Ahastar and Diablo have both um, really integrated something in their R- in their RPs. I don't think they they might have come up with the idea, but probably not. Uh, it's the idea of nanobots, as in you inject uh, a being with nanobots or the nanites or something, and when they get stomped, the nanites quickly proceed to try and repair or something. And that's not a new yeah. idea. That is. Okay. Yeah, that, that's not that's one that they would have come up with. That's that's something that has been yeah. a part of science fiction for a while. Right. So basically, the it, it's it's gory and it's it's kind of bad, violent. Not not my type. But when you think about it, it basically they can be stomped over and over and over and over again and not die, kind of thing. So it makes it more what have you. But then I just thought, what if it's not something like that, but you inject them with something like. You know, my, my my paws have a protective barrier around them. What if, through the powers of science and technology, we could harness that barrier and inject it into the micros? Therefore, if they get stomped, nothing happens to them. Did you talk about that a few episodes ago about, like, the macro-micro technology? Yes. Something I emailed in, actually. Yes. <laughs> well, bringing up nanobots, one of the things that I've always kind of found potentially both fascinating and scary about that is the the whole gray goo uh, idea have you guys have heard of that concept before gray goo um so many of it, it's kind of an apocalyptic scenario into the world scenario where basically the oh. nanobots create either through a uh misprogramming or or like something like that they end up starting to create more and more of themselves and they start turning basically all matter into nanobots uh, so oh. that that they kind of basically eat the entire 
you know, world, eat the entire universe, I guess, at that point. So it's they, kind of they like, can replicate themselves so much and so fast. Right, kind of like the replicators from Stargate-ish, in a way. That's actually a very good way to describe it. <laughs> Those guys, oh my gosh, you, like, they never, ever beat them. Ever. They just run. Like, I mean, in a few episodes, I guess they sometimes stop them, but it Well, they never beat them at the end of SG-1, or at least the end that everyone likes to think is the end. Uh, yeah, I, I tried to watch Stargate SG One. Uh, well, no, I, I think I, I think we did finish it. Atlantis um, is good. Too. No, I'm sorry, that's the TV show. What's the movie? The movie's just Stargate. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's just, just Stargate. So that's the one I, I watched, and I just found it so boring. The, the series SG One is awesome. Atlantis yeah. equally, but in a different way. I think Atlantis is better than the original SG One, not by a lot. Yeah, but, it's very especially when you bring in the Ori. Don't even get me started on the Ori. Of course, <laughs> oh you know. Gosh, yeah. Uh, you know, one thing that Stargate SG One does have going for it is that it has Richard Dean Anderson or MacGyver. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Although, actually, I, I probably prefer. Uh, so something uh, I'll bet you, Kenson has never realized. Kenson, you know the main character of uh, Atlantis. What's yeah. his name? What's his name? Oh yes. gosh, I am terrible with names. His name is John Shepard. John Shepard. Wait. Have you ever played Mass Effect? Yes, I have. What? Shepard. What? Oh. His default name is John Shepard. Oh my. Okay. Okay. We we can't be we can't be developing uh, cross video game and TV theories and conspiracies here. We can't do that. <laughs> well, and Stargate is also what Stargate's also from uh, based out of Canada originally, and Mass Effect was created in Canada too. Maybe the name John Shepard is just kind of like a a, a go to and. In Canada, eh? maybe, maybe, maybe we should we should pass uh, or we should pass the news on to Beharit and have him on the show and ask his opinion since he he dwells his stomping grounds is uh, America Junior. As me and Quandry have something else to talk to him about as well. What? Who? Fox Fusion. Fox Fusion. Oh, are you, are you referring to the uh, the yeah. short stories and tall tales group? Yes. Which we will talk a little bit more in depth about next week, right? Tales are fun. On the full episode? Indeed. The one oh, that no, is... No, oh, no, gosh, no. this episode's already been 38 minutes long. So, okay. Because, uh, okay. yes, uh, but this is supposed to be a half episode, which I guess at this point probably is. Well, you know, uh, so episodes are two hours long, an hour long half episode is still yeah, half. Yeah. Eventually, our fillers are going to be half a day. Uh, <laughs> Well, I do have one more tweet here. I do have one more tweet uh, in answer to the question that I want to read, and that's from Sabo, uh, Sabo Dog, at Sabo Dog on Twitter. Sabo, Sabo. Uh, So apparently he was listening to the Size Matters uh, podcast on a road trip. He asked us to make 10 more episodes that day, which didn't happen because they had 20 hours of the trip left. Sorry. Uh, But the the answer to the question, in response to besides size change, what sort of transformation do you think would complement a hashtag macro? He said then mental transformation, i.e. you become more child or animal-like as you grow. Rick for some interesting Ooh. macro times. Good one. That's that's a whole new level of well, it's mental, so that's a whole new level of thinking. Uh literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we so think of think it so much as the physical stuff. I think he was talking about like the actual childish, like becoming more like like immature or more like feral and primal, more like the werewolf thing. Well I think you could say either way. Like yeah. you, know, have, you know, have a you know, have a have a someone who is growing and then is, I guess, becoming just a little. I don't. Want to, I'm almost thinking like a 
big dumb oaf type thing, like like child, like yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we can also do intellect. Because if you think about it, there's cases of growth where when the person gets bigger, they get like their intellect it grows with because them. their brain is and growing. They're, they're omniscient. And then you have the uh, you have the cases where someone grows and they're just like. <laughs> they become the giant from Mickey and the Beanstalk. <laughs> oh gosh, something like that. I love that. Yes, thank you, Savo. That was such a good answer. I'm gonna love him and hug him and call him George. I got a big head, little arm. Just <laughs> like the mental aspect, because that's that's very true. Like, because when you grow. It's not just the physical that's growing. Your brain is growing as well. Or it could shrink or what have you. The power could go only to the physical. And that means your mental capacity is down. Or the power could be evened and your brain gets more powerful as your body does or whatever. I struggle to go into the hard pseudoscience of that kind of stuff because then you have to get into the pseudoscience of how the size change actually works. Which is usually where this kind of stuff kind of breaks down into nonsense. I I wanted to... Sorry. I was gonna say that is something I do want to have as a segment of of the show at one point. We is, is going directly into physics and trying to find some way that Space. we can make this, you know, to re- to further this technology in real life, so that I you know it, have it'll become reality. I have the answer, and I wanted to answer this. I think I was in the process of answering it on an email, but then I lost. I didn't save the draft or something because it just it's not there. Um, but in your uh, you responded to basically I think Dragonian it was uh, it was something in one of our early episodes basically saying that uh, the hard science behind it would be that the body wouldn't be able to go like it it wouldn't it would collapse if it got at a certain level and like there's a YouTube video by Vsauce that actually describes that in very much detail. Yeah, I mean, and I was like. I was like, what if you uh, had a device, and this is science fiction, but maybe, I don't know, it might happen. Probably not. But what if you could actually make everything in the cell grow? And I'm not talking about just the cell membrane or the cell wall or what have you. Everything. The atoms of that cell grow. Because if you could make the atoms of anything grow, that is the base uh, bottom structure and if the bottom structure of something grows, that means everything has to grow. And if that happened, there would be no instability because it would just be increasing the size of the most bottom foundation layer. So that means if you could make the atoms larger, then the entire being itself would be larger and have more mass without being unstable. Which but, you're right, but the problem that always comes with that, and this, this is one of the reasons why I try not to get too deep into this, is because <laughs> when you make those specific atoms bigger it becomes more difficult for them to interact with all the other atoms that are not bigger. For example, right. like trying to be able to breathe because all the atoms of oxygen are now way smaller in comparison to your body. They That's actually use that as a BS way to explain why that episode of uh, Stargate Deep Space Nine, where they shrunk, they couldn't leave the ship. <laughs> what? Like, what? What did you just... What was the name of that show? Deep Space Nine. You said Stargate Deep Space Nine. Oh, no. You just you just had a billion uh, Trekkies all across the the world oh, just have their brains explode. Dragonian, guard your heels. But well, the, the whole thing with also increasing the size of an atom is, I mean, atoms keep in mind are made of interior components as well, and and those yeah. components are fixed sizes. You know, protons, neutrons, and uh, electrons, and then those you go even further. You get down to quarks and to things that that and were then not string theory. Yeah. 
And and so I, you would probably still have some instability there just by increasing the atoms. It's not like at that's an very, easy thing to do. At the very bottom layer, then, whatever that bottom layer might be, just make that grow. And I understand the whole thing about uh, the oxygen atoms not interacting, but wouldn't the number of oxygen atoms, like, because when something's big, they're going to breathe in more air. I think just the number at that point would be enough. Well, not necessarily about having enough of it. It's about your body, like, not being able to process it because it's the wrong size that your body is designed to be able to process it in. True, true. It's like trying to put, like, a penny in, like, a, like the quarter slot of a money counter. The penny's too small, so the money counter just can't do anything with it. That's true. That's a good, that's a good analogy. Well, then there's also another way that I've thought of if you just increase the amount of cells. But that, that's the most likely way that it would work. But then you come into the problem of the whole square cube law, which would make you too heavy for your body to support. Right. right. So. But let's talk about this more in depth on an actual segment of the podcast at some there point. There has to be an answer, but it will be later. Yes. Absolutely, because I love my pseudoscience. I know yes. I've talked to a few people uh, who, who do <laughs> really get more into this. And people are like into physics like as a profession slash uh, education thing. And they... Uh, the, you know, there's someone that may be able to come on the podcast and help us with, help us to break that stuff down a little bit more scientifically. Yes, bring furries, bring us all the microbiologists. Rawr! So I guess then that that is pretty much all we would need to do on the interlude, except for tease the next episode, which we've done a little bit. Yeah. Uh, next episode, we're still going to have Dragonian on. He's going to be our, well, I guess at this point, he's not really our guest because he's nope. kind of the third co-host-ish Temporary, just, permanent. I'm not sure. Okay. You know, making sure it works for him, but you know, as long as as long as as long as it does, as long as he's happy and as long as we're happy, then then we'll just keep him on until until uh, he grows big enough to just not be able to 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 fit in the same planet as us. Well, eventually that's going to be all of us. But then we're going to develop technologies where we're going to be using uh, galactic systems to broadcast the show. So it's interesting that you both talk about these things because our next topic is. Macros in space! <laughs> Yay! Or macros are space, if you want to think about it like that. Well, they take up a lot of it. So we're like, talking about that. <laughs> like, one of, like one of my spots in one of the earlier episodes being the size of a quadrant of a galaxy or something. Because it would be black, so it would be the night sky. You know, I was talking with somebody uh, the other day uh, and just mentioned sizes that they could be and I some at some point I said one uh one times 10 to the 50th kilometers <laughs> oh my gosh and I, I, I had to think about it I broke it down and that ended up being something like 23 times as big as the universe itself what what really because the universe is uh like 9 billion light years I think or uh, as far as that. we know, I don't. Fifteen billion light years is a known universe. It's a guesstimate. Yeah, it's it's the the furthest that we have seen. Yes, an signs of, of the universe. A guesstimate. Uh, and so, and then you break that down to like kilometers and stuff, and it ended up not right. getting anywhere near. It was like I think it's one times ten to the twenty fourth kilometers, uh, approximately, and so well, that would be a difference of about twenty six. Uh, 26, a factor of 26. Well, if you guys know who Stampy is on FA and uh, DeviantArt and other things, she actually does a lot. I think it's she. I want to say it's she. Please forgive me if someone knows the answer to this and it's not a she. Please don't whap me upside the head too hard with rolled up newspaper size of skyscraper. Uh, but well, Stampy the character definitely looks. The character at least definitely looks feminine. Yeah. 
definitely she does a lot of uh, growing outside the, the known universe. Like, she's she's Giga, Terra, Galactic, and beyond. She does a whole lot of huge... Like, there's actually a picture she has where she's actually pushing, or one of, like, a character she drew is pushing outside of the universe like it's a bubble. And, like, she has galaxies and stuff drawn extremely scaled down, and it's, like, the size of... You mean, like, in my favorite episode of, 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 of The Next Generation? Actually, that's more of the universe shrinking. But <laughs> but the one with uh, with the Beverly Crusher yes. and, and Remember Me? By the way, that's, an, that's a really ironic name for that episode, Beverly Crusher. Hmm. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> and on that note, uh, oh, we're also going to be talking next week about, uh, as I think we may have mentioned before, the short stories and tall tales writers group that Dragonian and... Uh, <laughs> Who did you Zev or Fox Zev. Fusion on yes. nuclear fusion, technically on FA. That's why I never remember his, never remember his name because there's like four of them. Same, it's the same reason you have problems remembering my name, apparently. But just, anywho, uh, what were you saying? Before we end the conversation about the universe thing, there's something that I'm obligated to share just because it's such an amazing, amazingly interesting single-page read. Uh-oh. Uh, a talkie wolf wrote something a while back uh, that she just called one percent, and it was talking about how like exponential growth could go wildly out of control. Um, have you either of you read it? Mm-mm. Nope. It's basically yeah. talking about how big she would be at the end of a week if she grew one percent longer or one percent larger every minute. So oh, let's say oh she started at a uh, five foot six in ten minutes, uh, growing just one percent larger every minute. She wouldn't even be seven foot tall. But then it explains like how much bigger she's getting, and by the end of the seventh day, she would be three sextillion times larger than the current theorized universe. Yep, growing one percent larger every minute. Yep. Well, you know, uh, she'll Al- awesome. uh, Albert Einstein did at one point say that compound interest is the most powerful force in the universe, and so yes. if you kind of apply that to size, you know, the exponential compounding of of the size, then that could be even power- more powerful. Which, by the way, um, as someone who can grow and shrink, uh, using that is actually the key. Because when you do compound growth like that, it makes it a lot easier. As opposed to trying to grow each individual foot, you just kind of tune your energy to the sense of growing a certain amount every second. I mean, that's what exponential growth is. Yeah. So it actually, when... Like, in dangerous situations, whenever those happen, and I need to get really big, really fast, basically explode, that's how it happens. It's just, you focus on a certain amount, and then every millisecond, you just force your energy into it, and then, and then you go. There are so many times I wish I, I was bisexual, because of how many, like, of, of stamp, uh, Stampy and uh, other fem- female characters that are just so amazing as macros, and... <laughs> I know that if they were males, I would be much more, much more interested. Uh, and I still am interested as, as, you know, as females. It's not like I'm saying that, that I'm not. But if, I, if, it, if it could be that way, that would be, that would be nice. You know what? You're gay. They're all mine. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, I'm straight. I'm, I'm, I am straight. I'm 100% straight and feminine. Yes, I exist. Um... But there's been a lot of times where I've kind of been like, there's like hardly any, like the ratio of girls to guys is like, it, there's not a whole lot of girls. So uh, I'm oh yeah, like, that's, that happens a I, lot I with furries. I, like, I'm kind of like, I just, I want to be a girl because it would be, it would be kind of, it would be 
not I don't know, just to be interesting because it's like, hey, I'm a macro and I'm a girl. Look, because <laughs> I, I, I think Safi is Safi is a macro and she's a girl. I don't know how many there are though. There's well, there a are a lot, and there's a lot of people that a lot of characters that are females out there that are portrayed yeah. by guys. Yeah, because being a girl and the fandom and like just everything like that and being a macro, it'll just be like anomaly. Well, I think that's part of it. I think another part of it might be that, you know, if you are somebody who is turned on by girls, then you may want to make your character something that interests you and that, you know, is attractive to you. Uh, you know, at some point, some people want their character to represent them. Some people want a character that is just their ideal. Right. And me, I am myself, everything like IRL. Kenton is me. I am Kenton. So... Everything matches up. Like, I age because I just changed on FA. My birthday was September 8th. I just changed it to 22. So, Yeah, there was a while where I tried to to have Quandu's age be different, but I just figured, eh, hey, it might as well be the same. I'm going to be a grandmother one day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you're the youngest person on this podcast right now. You can't say that. Well, I'm going to No, be. no, uh, uh, Kenson. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> But uh, it's kind of uh, interesting that you say that about the macro community because in furry, there's like one woman to every like thousand men. But mm-hmm. if you go out of furry and into just the general like human giant section, it's like it's 99%. Never burst. I know. And I that's know. that's one of the reasons that I said that about it's wishing I could be yeah. bisexual, you know, because uh-huh. there is just so much more uh, content like that out there outside of the furry community. Yeah, and I wouldn't even say that in the in the furry community, as far as characters go, it's one to a thousand. I think that's more even than that, uh, female to male, because there are yeah. definitely mm-hmm. some uh, some artists and characters that are female that I may not be that that it, or knowledgeable about, but that I've you know come across. Yeah, and like in in my art, I want to become a very very good artist to go against tides like that where it's like it's all one style or something like i want to be able to draw extremely well and do things and like make it something different like not because i was about to tweet last night because i was getting kind of an art block and i was about to tweet i said i kind of feel like macro art can get repetitive i didn't want to say that because i was like oh well, i don't want to i want to don't want to sound like i'm trying to like come down on anybody but it, it i do have this feel that Macro art can sometimes get really repetitive, and then like mm-hmm. things just kind of get on like, yeah, where's the new stuff? I want to develop something that's brand spanking new. I want it brand stomping new. Like, I'll and I'll say this as a writer, I have had that feeling so much. Yeah, that there's it's really hard to do something new within the the same. Uh, and honestly, that's not just for macro. That's really for any type of yeah. content. Everything's been done. You know, we've, we've humanity's been around for thousands of years now, and wow, the stories not been done. And, and the stories that we've told, though, are, are really <laughs> just rehashings of, of older stories. The the trick is is telling them in a new way, telling them in a interesting way, getting a new perspective on that, and just taking that same basic idea and making it your own. Yeah, well, then I've 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 had those types of situations where I've thought, and it's been like, oh yeah, it's just you know, it's told in a different way. But then something will come along, and I'll watch, or I'll read, or I'll I'll see it, and I look at it, I'm like, that is a 100% original thing. I have never seen that in my life. It's probably someone else has seen something maybe similar, but that came out of absolutely nowhere. I can't think of anything that has that kind of um, 
that 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 kind of basis behind it. Ugh, and I wish I could think of an example. Whatever the example is, they did it on The Simpsons. Uh, yeah. Simpsons did it! So, anywho, we've been blabbering and flapping our gigantic gums about things, and I'm hungry. I'm hungry, too. Right. Hey, we've now got... Maybe we maybe this can be the full podcast, and next week we can have a half. No, no that's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it does sound like that we're ready to go ahead and call it a close, hey. and we will be back next week uh, with a full episode of Size Matters with myself, Mr. Kinson, and Mr. Dragonian. And do to uh, close us out, uh, Dragonian. You were mentioning you might want to uh, sing something. Do you want well, to? Uh... I want to sing something too. Why the hell not? Let's do it. I want to sing something too. What are you gonna sing? Well, Kinson knows what I'm gonna sing just because I wanted to sing this for everyone, just for shits and grins. All right, I'll sing on the next episode. Kinson, the mighty hero, he will take crime down to zero as he flies through space with a planet-sized face and toes the size of the moon. <laughs> yes. And now we've got a new theme oh my song. Gosh, like you—you you actually wrote that a while ago, and it yes, just, I did. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> um, we just need to now get. Uh, I want that, be... that actually scored. You know, we need to get a, a musical background to it. I can't sing worth a crap. I just rhyme things randomly. <laughs> it, Kenson, is it really raining harder in, in, in your neck of the woods? Because uh, I, I, I'm watching the Bengals game, and it looks like there's a monsoon in Cincinnati right now. Oh, gosh. Uh, no. I don't, like, not... I, like, you can't barely see the field because of how much rain there is. Well, let me just let me peek over the border real fast. Oh, yep. It's, yeah, it's raining hard there. Okay. Not here, though, because here, where my spotty butt currently sits... It is dry. Little does Kenson know he's still been six inches tall this entire time. We've got him in a terrarium that <laughs> looks like his hometown. Looks that, would that be a biodome? Huh? Yes. Uh, looks like these planet-sized faces of Dragonian and Quan. Tap, tap, tap. <laughs> Better yet, let's put him in a snow laundry. Love you. <laughs> and shake, shake, shake. Shake, 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 shake your cat. Shake your spotty cat. There we go. Shake your spotty cat. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys still want to listen after this. I'm not sure about that, but if you want to, then, then, yeah, we'll be back and uh, and talk more about big things, small things, paws, space, what else, stories, dragons. Thanks a lot for having so much confidence in me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Until then, good night and big pause. Bye, guys.